You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, good morning. Hello, friends. Welcome aboard. One last show on your Friday, heading right into the weekend, full steam ahead, right into the holiday season. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. And as a result, we're just going to try and have a lot of fun today. Rustic's away. He'll be back in the new year. My name's Matty Rose. He's Peter Klein. What up? In the other room, GVP. What up? Shan. What up? Whole crew's here. Real creative, all three of you. Nailed <laughs> yeah, it. Huh? Good job. <laughs> I was Across barely creative, and then I was like, well, yeah, let's just roll with that. We're just yeah. going with it. Okay, yeah. what up? Yeah, we oh, do a yeah. lot of what up around here. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? Happy so holidays, so man. One yeah. more day, One more Friday, day. yeah. Okay. okay. We're live at the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Cracked foundation, Bowen foundation walls. We have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They are all things Basement TV. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Thought we'd switch it up. A little Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah. Instead of the usual pit ball. A little fireball usually. Love it. Switch it up a little bit. Epic Christmas tune. It is an epic Christmas tune. I don't think there's enough of those. No. No, there's cute Christmas tunes for sure, but not enough epic. Pops was a big fan of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Still okay. is. Nice. So that's why that one always comes up around Christmas time. That one always makes me think of Home Home Alone, too. Yeah. There's a there's a montage where he's setting traps. Montage. Gonna need a montage. Montage. <laughs> But yeah, that that is like if there is a Christmas movie and any like big stuff mm. is going down, that uh, that needs to be playing. Yeah, in the background. yeah a little yeah. Christmas Eve, sorry you. We're gonna need a montage, montage. a sports training montage. montage. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, Flames played the Anaheim Ducks. We're gonna be all over that for the course of this show. We actually got quite a show planned for you here. Um, we got the morning report coming up at six thirty. Featuring GVP and the mid-pidge Shan. How did you guys think it went yesterday? I think it was all right. We just spat out as much information as we could, but see how it goes today. Like, uh, if you had to give yourself like a school grade, like a like a letter grade, what would you give yourself? Uh, C's get degrees. I'm gonna go around right there. Okay. Yeah. And what about you, Shan? I was thinking B, B minus to be safe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not really what we do here, as far as. Over, I know you promise. Sh- I and you strive for excellence. Under deliver. Yeah. Well, yeah. Big typically. Shoes to fill. Yeah, I typically strive for excellence. Only one bar that we go for here in the morning. Yep. Um. Yeah, it was solid. Looking forward to see what you guys cobbled together. We don't have a guest at seven o'clock, so you don't have to speed through it. Take yeah. as much time as you want. Don't have to practice being auctioneers throughout the whole thing. No, no, it's gonna be good. Um, Frank Cervalli is gonna join us for his usual spot at seven thirty. Beauty. The roster freezes on, so we're not going to get into a whole lot of rumors with Frank, but still plenty to get it get to with our NHL insider from Daily Faceoff. He'll join us for his usual hit, 7.30. Brent the Cobra Cron, stopping by around 8 o'clock. Nice. Yes, sir. We'll see how he's uh, handling the holiday season and how much he enjoyed that 8 p.m. start down in Anaheim yesterday. <laughs> We're also going to get to the naughty list. Yesterday, we did the nice list. Right. If you're talking about the Flames, who was on their nice list last year, what was the answer? 
Uh, Igor Sharon Gohohovich. Yes. Yeah. That was what one yesterday. Yes. Today we're looking for. High. Today we're looking for who is on the naughty list for the Calgary Flames, and we're giving away a couple of tickets to see Aquaman two um, through our friends at Landmark Cinemas. We'll be doing that at eight forty-five. But you can get your answer in whatever you want, yeah. even if you're not listening to the segment, you can still win the prize. So you just gotta tell us who is on the naughty list for the Calgary Flames this year and why. More creative is more better. Unless you just come up with a mediocre pun, Pete might hook you up with a prize. <laughs> it's totally possible as well. Also, the other thing that I've planned for today, and there's two ways to look at this. Okay. On one hand, I my one of my new favorite segments that we've done on the show this entire year is been Fridays. We end the show with a, the best of the show, the best of the week of the big show, which is basically just us speaking nonsense speaking in tongues. Yeah. It's extremely chaotic. It's become one of my favorite parts of the show because I do love the chaos and, and when we generally look like fools around here. Right. So, because I like it so much, I've asked GVP and Shan to scour our databases mm-hmm. and Go come up the archives, the, archives, the, the floppy disks, <laughs> the, the CDs. Do you guys know what a floppy disk is? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, That's a lie. There was zero confidence in that yeah, answer. I actually, I actually don't know what that is. That was I. I know that. Yep. That was a. I don't want you to further berate me for being younger than you, so I'm going to just say yes and move on. Answer. Something I know that answer well. Something what What the do they look like? Yeah. Oh, aren't they square? Probably floppy. Are they square? They're square. They're not floppy. Not floppy at they all. They were stiff. Very. Yeah. They were pieces of plastic. Why is it called a floppy disk then? I don't know. Yeah, they, we weren't in charge of naming at the time. <laughs> yeah, they were on the way out when we were on the way in. So yeah, mm. um, we got bloopers all day long. Nice. He was we're able gonna... to record them off the cassette tapes. Yeah, he got them off the cassettes, and Bobby and now H-Rad. I don't know. Actually, they're pretty big files. I don't think they would have fit on a floppy. But <laughs> we are going to be playing them at the end of every segment. So on one hand, you can look at it like, wow, I also love the bloopers. That's such a nice thing for you to do for us. I really appreciate that. Then on the other hand, that's just two minutes less each segment that we have to do. Right. So there we go. You know, also gonna win-win situation so for everybody. So listen, uh, however you want to look at it, you pick. Yeah. That's fine. We've got bloopers for you. Bottom line. Going to be That's the fun. most important thing. Here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that blooper reel is one of the, the better things you guys have come up with. That was really fun. I yeah. like those. Come up with is like... No, no. Bloopers are your idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah. We usually steal a lot of stuff to make the show better. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's 2023. Everyone's done everything. Yeah. That's a good like point that, by you. Like that South Park episode where the Simpsons yeah. have done it. Yeah. But yeah. Whatever. We just didn't do everything that every other... We, we wouldn't even be talking. And that episode... How original. That episode's like 10 years old. Right. And they've <laughs> both continued to make content since. Yes. Mm, good job. Uh, hey, yesterday, Ducks and Flames. How about that? Oh, what a game. We talked to... <laughs> We t- yeah, that's that answer that's sounded one, like I didn't watch at all, but I, I promise I did watch the whole. That thing. one I am going to tell my kids about one day. Yeah, I, I was there when Nick D. Simone scored his first goal in his natural hockey league career. We uh, we talked about it on the show yesterday. It would be really nice if they just like threw up a four banger in the first period, and and you know Jake Markstrom did literally what he did yesterday and right. didn't let any goals in. He held up his end of the bargain. Yeah, <laughs> boys. Yeah, they didn't throw up the four spot early. No, which or been, late. Which would have been lovely. Or late, yeah. Wasn't really a laugher, but the whole time you never really felt like the Ducks 
were that dangerous. No. At the same time, two goal lead in the third period, I was like, don't let them when don't they, let them do this. When they started buzzing in the third period, I was like, oh no. Come on, please now. don't. Please. No. Don't like don't even if this goes to overtime, I'm going to come on the air tomorrow and just like trade all of you on like let's start <laughs> every rumor you could possibly think of. We're we're getting everybody out of here. How good was that penalty kill in the third period? <laughs> they just like they, they they were methodical. Every time that the Ducks had the puck across the blue line, nope, taking it away yeah. down the ice. Yeah, out of there. Nope. Okay. Oh, we're even gonna break it out this time. Couple of quick passes. Nice controlled entry on the PK. Yeah. Lovely. They were really good in that sense yesterday. The power play. Hey, they scored. Yeah, they did. They end up one for seven. They get the one goal off the rush by Elias Lindholm and made it two nothing. But, you know, one for seven because they had three seconds of power play time at the end of the game because Connor Carrick decided to fight AJ Greer and Greer looked like he wanted no part of that whatsoever. Yeah. But they went after it. They go end up one for seven. They had 18 shots on the power play. Yeah. And they only That's get the one goal. Quite a bit. I but don't know. Anytime you run into Dostal? Uh, Dostal. 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 There we go. Yeah. Anytime you run into the old Doster. Lucas Dostal. Then uh, you're going to have some troubles. But no, like I, I like the power play looked better. It's still not perfect, obviously. One for mm. six and a half. But it, it at least looked like you knew what they were trying to do, which was nice. I just don't like these games when they play so much special teams. Like, there was yeah. that instance in the second period where it felt like there was, like, 12 minutes of specials. The Flames had a power play, and then the Ducks had one, but then there was yeah. a double minor, and it, it just went on and on and on. And games like that, you know, your guys that don't play specials, they, they tend to get a little bit out of sync, mm-hmm. I would say. They, you know, Greer, Dubé, DeSimone, yeah. Pospisil, Manjapani, these five guys do not play a lot of special teams for the Flames in the the current lineup that they're icing right now. And when you go through stretches like that in the second period, it really just takes a lot of momentum. I thought Pospisil and the Cadre line was good early on, but after all that special teams, I thought Pospisil was less engaged than he was before. Yeah, Um, I thought Manjapani had another difficult game, to say the least. Didn't notice Dubé at all. The fourth line just didn't really play a whole ton. No, Rizicka had three minutes of five-on-five ice time last night. Yeah, he he got featured on the power play. He had that shot off the post, which, boy, did he hit the post hard. (laughs) But I just don't like games with all that special teams. It's choppy. It's what you get when you play teams that are below you. And when it's like that, in the end, just got to try and get the win. Yeah. Just not overthink it. Get out there. Get your two points. Protect the shutout for Jacob Markstrom. 200 wins in his career, which is an awesome stat. Um, and he gets it in shutout fashion as well, which is cool to see. Yeah, no, like they, they handled this game the way that they should. Yes, there was a push late, but most teams are going to push late when down two. And most teams up to will kind of just let them. Um, so, like, I, I th- this was this was handled by the Flames basically exactly how a normal person would want them to. It's just that I had to wake up at four, so I wanted them to be done with this game by about 8.25. But, like, from an... And on ice, looking at this game like a rational human being, Calgary played very well and kind of just treated a bad team like a bad team and came out of there with two points. 200 wins for Markstrom. 29-year-old Nick DeSimone gets his first NHL goal. I thought it was interesting that both in his intermission interview with Ryan Leslie and in his post-game scrum, he commented Connor Zary, um, gave him a little bit of props, said, you know, I've seen him do that play 100 times in the AHL. Goes down the wall, button hooks, looks for help. 
DeSimone is the help he needs. Dostal misses it. Yes. <laughs> certainly helps. But I just thought it was Swing cool for miss. him to say, you know, this is something that I've seen a lot from Connor Zary. Mm-hmm. You know, he, even a guy who hasn't played in the NHL, I've played with him at the AHL, and I'm starting to see his tendencies and, and the way that he likes to play and things like that. So I just think that for Zary to already show that type of confidence, maturity, to kind of, you know, stay to his playbook and know what works. Pretty encouraging for a young player. Yeah. I, I love the simplicity in his game, right? Like, he, he's not out there trying to make a thousand moves and doing too much. It's he just can. Like, like, he totally could. He absolutely could. But, but it's not like Sam Bennett toe-dragging into oblivion all the time. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's the, the comparison I was going to make. This is, this is what we wanted from Sam Bennett. Just, like, go out there and be a table hockey guy. Just, this is your lane, and you just stick in it. Back and forth. Up and down the ice. Don't go sideways. No, no east-west. Let's just go north-south the whole time. And that's what Zari does. And if there's a play, he'll put it on net. And if there's not, he'll pass it back to someone else and keep it going. There's, there is no too much in his game in the best way possible. And I, I really like that. And it's, like, you, you hear the, the Colorado comments the other night with uh, Devon Taves being pissed off at everyone and all these guys just trying to do their whatever 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 and they think they're doing good but they're really doing nothing right and, and i'm yeah. not saying like because of uh this phenomenal chemistry built up with the calgary wranglers that the flames are now greater than the colorado avalanche but th- this is the, the type of chemistry that that you want to start seeing with some young players around your team and it's 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 nice to see that they've already started to, to click in that way i did want to ask you as well do you know who led the team in shots yesterday? Shots on goal? Oh. Uh, Lindholm? No. Nope. Uh, then no, I don't know. You can guess again. Oh, okay. Um, who was, was around? Was it Zari? No. Nope. Was it Huberto? It was. Really? Six shots on goal. Why'd you think that, GVP? I just thought he had a pretty good game yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Look at that. Idiot. How about that one chance when he had right at the side of the net? And, he almost batted it out of and, the air. And Dostal just like scooped it and was like, what? Sorry, I he do shook this. shook his hat at him? Yeah, he's like, like, I always got you there. I, I do this you. to everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Hubert was like, no, you don't. No. This only happens to me this year. Yeah. You. God, <laughs> Dostal. What's your name? Yeah. <sighs> You're so big and large. I don't like it very much. Yeah, I, I, I thought he was. I thought he had some good moments yesterday again. Yeah. Hmm. Six shots on goal. Had some opportunities on the power play. There were some times where I, I, I liked the way he was setting up. And, and on that five on three, I did like the jam play, but Dostal made a nice stop, and, and that's the way it goes. Uh, Dennis Gilbert and Andrew Mangiapane didn't have a shot attempt. One of those I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think we could probably go through and see a few games of Gilbert where you don't have a shot attempt, and you're probably all right with it. But yep. uh, obviously, Huberto is the, the more pressing need, given the, the contract and everything around him. But... Uh, I, I think that has kind of been a bit of a, a barrier for some comments about Manjapani, who has been equally as quiet over the, the last little while. At least it's felt like. I don't even think he's been quiet. I think he's been taking penalties that have been quite loud and annoying <laughs> and bad. Yeah, that's fair. And another one yesterday. Yep. That kind of s- s- sat momentum when the team started to roll early on in the first period. The the Flames, or pardon me, the Flames had that power play early on, but I don't know. I just, I am... I'm getting pretty tired of the penalties that he's taken. Yeah. Their hooks, their slashes, their their little trips. They're just stick infractions. They're just yeah. there seems to be a lot of frustration. You can in this avoid. Game too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, those little stick ones, it's one extra stride. Um, and like the, there does seem to be a few frustrating or like a, a few penalties caused from frustration. And 
I it, it was something I, I had brought up a, a while ago. Like it's almost like you need to sit him down. Like, hey, you're kind of important to what we're doing here. So if you could just not, like, I know you want to, but if you could not, that would be great. Because we like it's better in general for not killing penalties. Although the penalty kills a weapon this year, mm. so maybe he's just like galaxy brain thinking this whole thing. But they like he he has become a piece that this team needs. And when they traded to Foley in the offseason and everyone is asking where the goal is coming from, he was one of the first names that was brought up. So he can't just a top be, line role right now. Right. He can't just be like annoying guy who goes out there and, and like takes some bad penalties, but every now and then provides some energy. He has elevated into a more prominent role now, and I don't think his play has matched that. The penalty that he took was early on in the second period. And... I wondered if Ryan Huska was going to bench him for the period because we have seen Huska bench him, mm-hmm. what was it, last week when yep. he took a penalty for the rest of a period? And that was, I think the penalty was like later on in the frame. There was like eight minutes left in the period. This was right off the stop of period number two. But they start the period with the Kadri line. Zari gets a shot off the rush. There's a rebound. They, they, it looked good in the opening moments of the second period. And, and not to say the second period ended up being bad for them. They have 25 shots to, to the Ducks' nine. It was a very strong frame for them. Yeah. But it did kill momentum for the time being. And it gave the Ducks an opportunity to get back in that game. Because at that point, it's still 1-1. One, one, or it's still one nothing. Yeah, and with all due respect, they're able to, to continue to dominate. In part because it's the Ducks. You do that against Vegas. They score on that power play. Barry, three more in the period. And you're looking up and, well... It was one nothing. Like the, when you do that against more quality opposition, it will come back to bite you, and you just you can't be doing stuff like that. Well, that's a big one against a divisional team. Um, not a divisional team you're going to be racing in the playoffs, but you want to make sure that you're getting those points when you're playing in division. Yeah. And now you've got another game in division against the LA Kings coming up on Saturday. Um, if they play like that, do they beat the LA Kings? Because I. I Overall, thought it was a pretty good effort, yep. but I also thought that there were moments where the way the Ducks played kind of lulled the Flames a bit. A little bit, yeah. I, a I couple th- of moments here and there. Yeah. I, I do think if they play like that, they they at least hang with a, a team like the LA Kings um, and, and some of the, the more upper echelon teams in the West. But you're right, it, it's the discipline, and it's kind of just, it, it's something that people have been calling for for a while. You can sometimes do the, oh, hey, look at that, great third period comeback against Nashville. You do that against the Kings or the Knights or the Avalanche, or I would even put the, the Canucks in that realm this year. Yeah. They're going, it's not going to work. You have to play, it's cliche for a reason, but you do have to play the full 60 minute thing. You can't just come out one period or two periods or whatever. It has to be all of them because that team over there frustratingly keeps getting better and are, are going to give you a lot of problems. So no, like the, they, they play like that the, the whole way, then they should be okay. But it, it's those little blips where it's just like, hey, where did this go? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a game tomorrow night, the final day of the NHL calendar before they get three days off. And then the Flames will be back at home to face the Kraken on the 27th. Um, surprisingly, the Ducks kind of got healthy for that game too, hey? Yeah. Mason McTavish ends up playing after missing seven games. Jamie Drysdale returns to the lineup after not playing since game number two of the season. That Drysdale was much more effective than McTavish. Yeah. But the player who impressed me was the player who ended up going down with injury, and that oh. was Leo Carlson. Carlson felt so bad for him. Just, I felt just a so bad. Unfortunate kind of just a trip, like a slip. Ungraceful hockey play. Yeah. Just that's guys with skates 
on ice, yeah. sliding around. Close out quarters, there. something's gonna happen sometimes. You're, yeah. uh, you're almost surprised it doesn't happen more often, to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah. But he um, was great before. He looks like he would be miserable to play against. Like you would come out of that just really, really annoyed with him. Big, yeah. skilled. He had the puck on a string a few times there. The yeah. one movie pulled on Nazem Kadri to get to the middle of the ice. Oh. Then Kadri did the on the penalty call. I like yeah. that too, but no, yeah. he was he he was really really good. And I thought like there were some times where it felt like kind of the possession was over and the Flames could start doing their thing offensively. And then Carlson comes in, bowling balls two people and gets the puck. It's like well. We're still defending here, but no, he was great. I thought Drysdale was pretty good. Yeah, uh, like it felt like every time he touched the puck, something dangerous happened. Him um, and Fowler were activating in the offensive zone. There yeah, were, there were some moments where they were pretty dangerous. Yeah, right off the hop, right like that first shift of the game that they had. It, I, I was a little bit worried, like, oh, this is gonna be one of those games. Okay. The other um, factor there, the other line that I actually quite liked was that line of veterans. With mm. Vetrano and Strom and Henrique, who we had talked about a little bit yesterday. Yeah. But I said it I said it earlier off the air before we started the show. Imagine if that was your third line. Yes. Like if you're if if you're a good team and that was your third line, you would be very happy. Yeah. But for them, they were all skating what, eighteen minutes yesterday? Yeah, that's it, it touched too many, right? Yeah. And it, it's like when we were talking about that, it feels like they are a first line away still. And like oh. a, a couple of those guys will get like Carlson will be that, I think. Um, but it feels like you get a top line and then everyone just kind of like top line. Oh, it's a pretty good second line. Second. Oh, it's a pretty good third line. You know, like it just feels like they're, they're still a little bit missing there. Henrik played 21 minutes yesterday. That's too many. Killorn played 2030. Troy Terry played 19. Also shout out Calgary and Brett Leeson thought he had a couple impactful moments. Yeah. Big body. Uh, former Prince Albert Raider. Yeah, that's the Ducks. Max See you Jones. Next time. In front of the net looked like an absolute load yeah, all night, too. Not a geez, that guy looked a lot to handle. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, he didn't like at the end of the night. It's I'm actually surprised looking at it here. It's nine minutes and 55 seconds of five on five ice time, but it felt like he maximized those minutes because it was yeah. just he was in front of he and Markstrom got very well acquainted, I think, last night. Yeah, he threw a big hit on AJ Greer, yeah. which definitely felt like interference, but <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I thought Kelly Rudy on the TV broadcast handled that very diplomatically. Yeah. He's like, well, I. The puck might have still been there. Yeah, the puck was... <laughs> well, you saw it after, but uh, close enough, I guess. Um, there was also... Uh, so that was the hockey deal. They'll play the Kings tomorrow. They they beat the Ducks 3-0. Huzzah. Um, the football game yesterday. Saints kind of tried to do a backdoor cover, but they don't. I'm so annoyed by that. They're, they're gross. I, I'm so done with this Saints team. It's oh, just, yeah. I'm more because I had the under yesterday, and so that this little fifteen point jaunt in the third in the fourth quarter that they decided the Derek to Carr no special. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, try, that that is that, that that's I am very well aware of this guy. I thought uh, Warren Sharp, um, uh, sports gambling expert on social media yesterday, he was like, no one in the NFL is better at leading his team to just out of field goal range and then forcing like a deep punt or a turnover on fourth down like Derek Carr. And that's absolutely true. Like, he is so good at moving the ball to almost where you need and putting up almost enough points when you need it. Did they turn over? I think they had what? I know that they had a, They turned it over on downs twice that ended in a touchdown at least, mm -hmm. maybe three times. But definitely the first two times they turned it over on downs ended up in their end zone. So yeah. that wasn't good. No. But we'll get more on that in the morning report with the boys. Also, uh, Japanese superstar pitcher signed. How cool is that? Yeah, really exciting for the Dodgers again. Yeah.
You love that L.A. baseball team. I'm mean, real happy. This one doesn't sting quite as much as the last one. But. No, and it kind of feels like the Yankees kind of got got in the same way that the Jays got got. So yeah. you're like, okay, well. Yeah, I noticed I don't a, know a lot how of feel about that. Noticed a lot of Yankee people who are laughing at the Blue Jays. Oh, you guys think you had a chance? Oh, how hilarious! Uh, are now today like, well, at least we got one Soto. Yeah. As if Soto is going to pitch in game two of a playoff series for them right now. It's a good point. Uh, you boys are ready with the morning report? No. Carefully crafted? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We are. Good. Uh, we'll that do that great. around the corner. All the latest from the hockey game yesterday. All the audio. Plus, everything else that happened in the NHL it was a busy day. There yeah. were teams getting just ragdolled all over the place. Oh. Shout out the Maple Leafs. Uh, no. The guys will break it down for you next the morning report. We continue on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Yeah, we usually do a little Quad City DJs going into the Friday morning report. A little Quad City DJ Christmas special for you. There you go. Mix it up. r r remix. Yeah, but keep it in theme. Yep. It's kind of what we do here. Try and keep things in line, you know. I hear you. That's Peter Klein. I'm Matty Rose. George Resick is away in the other room. It's GVP, and it is Shan. Thanks for stopping by today. We've got a great show for you. Frank Cervalli is going to join us in about an hour's time, just under, just after 7.30. That's going to be uh, in hour number two. Also, we're going to have uh, Brent Cron, the Cobra, stop by in studio for the final hour of the program as well. Break down that Ducks game and uh, see how his holiday season is uh, progressing. We also got Aquaman tickets to give away. That's going to be later on in the show. We've been giving these away all week long. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom comes out today. We've partnered with Landmark Cinemas. We have some tickets to give away for you. Two tickets, two popcorns, two drinks. We're going to do that around 8.45. We're asking you who is on the naughty list for the Calgary Flames. Yesterday, we asked who was on the nice list. We had some very good responses. A lot of people really bent over backwards to try to insult Huberto in some of those. Yeah. That was was quite the thing. But other than that, some real positive stuff. We get that a lot. Yeah. It, It happens a lot. Yeah. But like you said in the first segment, what he's doing is kind of allowed Andrew Mangiapane to skate under the radar oh, with yeah. uh, some not so great play as well. But what a, what uh, a leader! Yeah, yeah, yeah! What a hero! <laughs> yeah, unbelievable! Just jumping on all those grenades. <laughs> um, GVP and Shan have produced the morning report. Yesterday was solid. I thought GVP was very swift in his delivery. Yep. Uh, this time they have a little bit more breathing room because we got nobody after the top of the hour. So let's go ahead and figure out what the boys put together. It's time for the morning report. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match them, beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. We say good morning to GVP and to Shan. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose and Yes, sir. Hello, friends. Lots of stuff to get to. It's the Rose Report, not featuring Matt Rose, GBP, and Shan along with you. Lots of stuff to get to. Flames, an NHL roundup, uh, Thursday night football. The rich get richer in Los Angeles and some local stuff all aboard, y'all. It's going to be a treat. Awesome. Yummy, yummy. Flames and Ducks at the Honda Center yesterday. <laughs> Once a house of horrors is now a pretty good place to play for the Flames. Coming into this game, Flames were 6-0 and since uh, 2019. 
in Anaheim. Kelly Rudy mentioned on the broadcast yesterday during his keys to victory, he mentioned the Flames need to outwork the Ducks and get off to a good start. I felt like both teams had some good opening shifts, resulting in some zone time and some pressure. Ducks would snap it around early and Kalorn would rattle a one-timer off the foot of the weak dog. He would go down the tunnel to get his paw looked at. He'd return quickly. But on that play, puck goes the other way on the stick of Zari, and he would set this one up to get the Flames on the board first. Brought in by Connor Zeri. He drops it. Nick DeSimone shoots and scores! Pick up that puck! Nick DeSimone with an 86.9 mile an hour slap shot. What a rock. Scores his first NHL goal <laughs> and gives the Flames a one to nothing lead. Pick up the puck. Nicky Sticks. Nick DeSimone gets yeah. his first National Hockey League Another goal. muffin man. How about yeah, that? I know. And he spoke <laughs> with Ryan Leslie on what he saw on that play. And I wonder if you could take me through the goal and tell me how you're going to tell your kids how you scored your first NHL goal down the road. <laughs> I'll probably tell him something cooler, but uh, no, I just saw Zar enter the zone, and I've seen him do that a hundred times here. Yeah, I, he, I knew he was going to pull up. Uh, he dragged a couple guys to him. I knew he was going to make a play. I knew he was going to get it to me, so just tried to get in the soft area and be ready for it. And Yeah, lucky enough, uh, the muffin went in. <laughs> Love it. If I'm Dostal, I probably want that one back, but they don't ask how. They ask how many. Congrats to DeSimone. I've actually liked him during his stints with the Flames this season. He's yeah. just been a really solid defensive guy. Don't really have to worry about him game in, game out. No, you don't have to. No, he goes out there. He does the job. He skates. I don't know what he skated yesterday. I'm going to guess. What, what's your guess, Pete? Ooh, I Nick will say. Ice time. Oh, man. I'll say 14. 10-38. Huh. One doesn't play any specials. I suppose. And there was a lot of very special game yesterday. Yeah, very special. Yes, there was a lot of special things happening (laughs) in that game. But I I really, the the comment he made about, I've seen Connor Zary do this a hundred times. Yeah. Um, As someone who's watched even a little bit of Wranglers hockey when Zary's down there. Yeah, he does that a lot. That button hug, the, the wait for help. Draw a couple defenders to him and just Simone. Just got to get that thing on net sometimes. And sure enough, Flames out out early. Flames did, a good, uh, Flames did a good job of building off of that goal. Some good shifts from every line that resulted in the Flames getting a power play opportunity. First unit saw Lindholm, Zeri, Kadri, Anderson, and Sharon Govitz. Sort of what I kind of liked what I saw, trying to create some chances below the dots. Coleman, Lindholm, Sharon Govich all had some solid chances in the middle of the ice, but nothing fine in the back of the net on that chance for Calgary. Ducks also had a few good shifts after that where Markstrom was tested towards the end of the first. I thought he looked really sharp in this one again, and all in all, I, I really liked that first 20 minutes out of Calgary. They would lead at one nothing. Markstrom's uh, made a couple of big saves, like you mentioned, the bouncing puck that Strom got, and Markstrom had to make a tough save with his mask at the end of the frame. Um, Leo Carlson had that really nice rush. Markstrom had to make Mm -hmm. the save on the deflection with his toe. Overall, kind of got what you needed. Yeah, he was really good. More goals would have been great, but sure, that'll work. More early goals would have been absolutely lovely for sure, but no, Markstrom, like, this is him this year now, right? Like, anything that was going on last year is so, it's so last year. Mm -hmm. Um, He he has been everything you could want for for this team, and just anytime things get a little bit rocky, he's been that calming influence, which is exactly what you want with uh, a young team like the the Flames are going to be rocking for a while. To the middle frame, Flames would take a penalty early from Andrew Mondriopani, who's been a bad boy in that department all mm-hmm. season, and Flames PK actually <laughs> yes. looked better than the power play, I thought. 
uh, compared to the first period. Sharon Govich had a breakaway, and yep. Hannafin almost buried on a one tee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flames look like they have a bit more jump when they're done killing penalties when they get back to five on five, which is a weird quirk about this team, but mm-hmm. I, I guess that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, they build bump, momentum off of them, right? Like Bump up shifts are big, right? Especially when you got like a lot of your skill guys that don't necessarily kill penalties. Kadri, Huberto... Um, even Zeri, Pospisil, those guys don't kill a lot of penalties. So you get them over the ba- over the boards right after. Maybe try and expose a, a bit of a, a mismatch in the lines mm-hmm. and attack that way. Also, Sharon Govich, I get he has like a move on breakaways. Yeah. Just shoot. Like you got a laser. Buddy let in 86.9 miles an hour in the first period. Just put like if, yeah, I, okay. if I'm the goalie and he deeks to the backhand, that feels like a win for me. So That's just, a good point. Just rip it. That's a good point by you, Pete. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of time, too. He probably could even like, oh, slow yeah. up done yeah. that whole oh, yeah. shootout move. Yeah, that's going to Straight <laughs> koozie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, solid start to the second period. Flash forward. Ducks would get caught napping, taking a too many men penalty, sending to the flame, sending the flames to the peeper once again. Now it turned over, and the Ducksmen have a 2 1 1. And up the left wing side, Leeson shoots off of Anderson and wide to the far corner. And here comes Sharon Govich the other way. He leaves the left wing side. Kadri centers. Lindholm shoots and scores. Finally. Lindholm snaps the drought for the Calgary Flames. They score on the rush. Lindholm gets into the middle of the ice and buries it to make it 2 0. Ducks would continue to push back in this period. They had another uh, power play that the Flames would kill off. Flash forward to the late part of the second. Flames already on the power play after a flurry of chances out front. Zari gets clipped in the in the face with a high stick and they would get a brief 5-on-3 and, ex- and an extended 5-on-4 chance with the high stick being a double minor. Flames had some quality chances again there on the power play as well. I know that they didn't cash in again there for the rest of the night, but the biggest thing for me on the power play is that they didn't look predictable when they were able to set it up. Yeah, it was solid. There was moments where they were zipping it around and, and there was some deception. I thought Dostal played pretty well when the Flames were on the kill. Yep. Um, there were things to like there. Like we said in the first period, more goals would be okay, but yeah. like... I'm they, begging Anderson to shoot more on these. He's got a bomb back there, and like, even if it's not a one-timer, just stop it up and then shoot. The, the, like, he'll work like three passes in a row with someone. Say, Fine, I'll go somewhere else. It's, it's a small critique because he's got a I find bomb that he ends there. up on the half wall too often sometimes, Anderson, on the power play, where I'd rather have him at the top of the zone there to try and utilize that shot a bit more, Yeah, I think. Especially because he's one of the few guys that you actually feel has a dangerous one-timer. Yeah. Flames were one for six on the power play after their sixth attempt, but they had 18 shots on net. That's pretty good. That yeah. was a stat from later in the game, but yeah, that kind of illustrates exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Dole still played well on the kill. The guy, they had like 46 shots when it was all said and done. Yeah. Like it was a it was a lot. He played, kid played well. Yeah. Calgary was pretty dominant in that second period, I thought. Out shooting the Ducks 24 to 10 and taking that two goal lead into the final frame. Much more of the same in the third period. Flames and Ducks trade penalties. Only thing of note for me uh, in that third period was when Weger fell on Leo Carlson's leg. That kind of looked yeah. gross and uh, hoping yeah. the best for him there. Yeah, that doesn't look great. Especially because he looked really impressive. It reminded yeah. me of when the Flames played the Sharks earlier in the season and you were like, the only thing I've liked here from San Jose is William Eklund. Mm hmm. Like, just a young star. There isn't a whole lot of them on the team. But boy, does he shine. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really unfortunate. You hope he's not out for too long. Although it didn't look good. He didn't no. put any weight on that leg at all. Just an awkward fall. A tough one for Uyghur. I'm sure he feels bad about it. Nothing malicious no, whatsoever. No, 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 no. Nothing came of it. But yeah, I agree. The third period, they, they basically just shut it down. I thought Greer had a nice little nifty kind of play 
to get the empty netter there after <laughs> Lindholm was pretty tenacious on the forecheck. The scrap, I guess, at the end of the game. But, uh, yeah, overall, shut her down. That's yep. what you needed to do. Yeah. yeah, did what they needed to do to get a win. That's basically what this whole game was about. Yeah, I thought their defense was doing a great job just making things super simple, making the first pass on the tape, making their breakouts easier. If they had no options, just chip it out. Flames forwards on mm. the defensive side of the puck. I thought they were solid too, didn't really collapse, made life on Markstrom really easy. I felt like he didn't have to deal with too much traffic. Overall, the Flames had one of their best efforts when you're talking about playing a full 60 minutes. AJ Greer would also cap off the night with an empty netter. Flames hold on to win this one 3-0. Let's hear what head coach Ryan Husk had to say. I thought we did a good job tonight. The The first period, there was a few moments where I thought we were a little careless with the puck in the neutral zone. But as the second and third progressed, I thought we did a lot of good things positionally and, and with the puck. So I, I was happy with our game tonight. Some takeaways I had, I, again, I thought the power play looked a bit more impactful, even though they went one for seven. They weren't as predictable. Thought Jonathan Huberto was a driver of play. He had a really good first period. Finished the game with seven shots. Serengovich and Lindholm connection seems to be legit. I feel like their play styles mesh so well. Makes me believe that this is going to be more than just a, a hot couple of games for, for this duo here. Again, Jacob Markstrom was really sharp. There wasn't too many crazy good chances for the Ducks, but this was a super back and forth game with a lot of special teams and uh, a lot of rush chances for the Ducks and some secondary chances in tight. Thought he was solid all night. And I feel like, you know, he didn't get on the score sheet, but I feel like we say this every game. Oh, I guess he did get on the score sheet with an assist to uh, Nick Simone. But another solid game out of the night of Connor Zari. My question for you guys, mm. is it time to bring Zari into the conversation as maybe the best skater on this Flames team? I think he's right there. Ooh. I could, I like... He's up there. It's getting bold. Give him a couple of years. It's bold, but like, come on. He's like uh, 16 and 22 games. I, I think he's yeah. a driver of play. He's an energy guy. He's their best he's, entry he makes, guy on makes, power plays. He makes, yeah, he is. I think that too. He makes other people better. Like we didn't start talking about Kadri having a great season until that Zeri connection started happening. I, I think, I think he's up there. I would, I would lean probably towards Rasmus Anderson off the gate, out of the gate for me, myself, mm. uh, as far as skaters, but. He's been really good this yeah, year. Yeah, he's been good. Uh, I, I, I fancy him McKenzie Weger, but yeah. Yeah, you can play him all over the place. Yeah, there's there's a lot to like there. Yeah. And I think also, he's in the conversation. I will say... Um, no, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> he belongs in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, when we come back from break, I would like to look at our hot takes from the start of the season. Because I had one about Connor Zary. I can't remember what it is. Okay, I, I don't I don't know where we have that audio, but oh, we'll have to go find the episode or something like that. We'll whiteboard it. Okay, uh, day off tonight for the Flames. They'll be in action tomorrow to take on the Kings. Puck drop set for eight o'clock, and of course we'll be all over that one because we are the home of the Flames. <laughs> oh, both them Flames. <laughs> As for yesterday's action, we had 12 games on the schedule and five Canadian teams in action, so we'll start with them. Oilers being hosted by the Devils out in Jersey. Oilers get out in front early in, in this one from goals uh, from Nugent Hopkins and McLeod, but the Devils would rattle off three in a row in the second period to hold a lead, a hold the 3-2 lead into the final frame. The Oilers' offense came out of the break firing, though. Shooting! McDavid scores! Connor McDavid to Dreisaitl. Backhand scores! Leon Dreisaitl goes upstairs. Now brought out by Ernie down the right wing. He'll cut to the net. Scores! Adam Ernie, what a move! 
Three in a row for the Oilers within the first three minutes of the third period. We get the Oilers on the right side of things in this one, and they will add some more to win it and snap their three-game losing streak with a 6-3 victory. Are the Oilers back? I don't know. They won a game. Yeah. That Adam Ernie goal was nasty. Yeah. I thought that was Connor McDavid. (laughs) A mistake that many people make. Yeah. Yeah. Often often confused, both of them. It's hard to tell when he's constantly being healthy scratched, but you can squint. When he's out there. He kind of looks like Connor McDavid. <laughs> Canucks and Stars facing off in the Big D. We would see a back and forth contest in this one. We would be deadlocked at three after three periods of play, and we needed an extra frame. Another defensive play by Joshua. And the puck is back down inside the Dallas Blue Line. A dozen seconds to go in overtime. Lead pass to Shane. Scores! Matt Duchesne gets his 11th of the year. I absolutely love this signing by Dallas. Duchesne mm. would get let go by uh, Nashville. Duchesne goes to Dallas on a cheap deal, and he's been great for them playing on that third line, adding a veteran presence with their great young players. Kind of crazy that a guy who scored 40 two seasons ago kind of went for so cheap, eh? Yeah, well, he was so bad last year. Nashville couldn't wait to get rid of him yeah, with Barry Trotz done. coming in and, and kind of switching things up. He did feel done. And you go I, look I thought he had more left in the tank. I kind of expected this out of Matthew Shane. I, I, I've liked him for a long time. I know it was kind of a rough year for him last season. but He's yeah. on a five-game point streak. He's got points in seven of his last eight. He's got five points in his last two games. And he's skating like 20 minutes a night. He's having a fine old season there in Dallas. Canadians and Wild yesterday, and we needed OT again in this one, too. Now Kaprizov, full head of steam, watched by Gouley. Kaprizov bursting in, crowd rising. Kaprizov cuts to the left circle, tried to center. It was tipped around. Eight seconds to go in overtime. Johansson from the goal line. Center, Kaprizov, scores! He's done it again! Kirill Kaprizov wins it in overtime with 4.9 seconds to go! Wild win this one. Can they continue to play some good hockey after making that coaching change? Keep an eye on them in the new year. Caden Gooley took a run at Kirill Kaprizov in this one, and Marco Rossi fought him. Oh. Rossi's like 5'10". That's a choice. Short and thing. he also had that long COVID. Mm. I love this kid. He's been yeah. scoring goals. He's been getting points lately. And and now he's scrapping with Gooley, sticking up for his <laughs> best player. Hell yeah. Yeah. Minnesota has a few pieces that I really like. Just they're in a weird cap situation because of the buyouts. Oh, but. by the way, Brock Faber skated 33-25 yesterday. Oh. Sheesh. Yeah. That, I know. They got, that they, seems they, like a lot. He was like a throw-in for the Fiala trade. Well, not yeah. a throw-in. He's a former first-round pick and a very highly touted prospect. But I don't think he was supposed to be this good this early. No. They're dealing with a whole bunch of injuries, and he kind of has to do it. But... John Merrill skated 10 minutes. Dakota Mermis skated nine. Brock Faber, 33 minutes. Have at her, bud. Damon Hunt skated four and a half minutes. Like, he was all over the place. Some of the young players for the Wild really impressive. That's how they're able to keep their head above water while they have all these yeah. cap penalties. Yeah. Uh, let's go out to Buffalo. Lee's playing the Sabres, and this one got ugly for Toronto. Oh, yeah. It's across. Ryan Johnson able to keep it in. Kyla Pozo. Unable to knock it down, he now scores! Yeah, Okposo's eighth of the year would cap off a five unanswered goal strips for the Sabres. They beat up on the Leafs to win it 9-4. Austin Matthews spoke after the game yesterday, and he said it was the worst game he's been a part of while being not in the NHL. Not great, Bob! Yeah, no, not great at all. Ilya Samsonov got pulled after allowing five on 19. Martin Jones was 
Not that much better. Uh, and I love the Buffalo Sabres going the reverse Uno. Uh, yeah. The game prior, they had a nine spot rung up on them, and yep. then they flip it, and they drag the Leafs for nine. Neat. It's so funny. They were uh, Toronto was winning 2-1 in this game and then get buried 9-3. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, last game from the Canadian team saw the Senators visiting the Colorado Avalanche and have yourself a night, Nathan McKinnon. Right up the middle of the ice. Rantanen keeps it himself. Down the boards. Trying to get there. Stays with it all the way over for Valerian Nachushkin. Lost an edge. Back to his feet. Nice play by Val. Nearside McKinnon fakes the one-timer. Now he lets it go. He scores! And gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, this once again is a tie hockey game. That one would make it 4-4. Rantanen would all—he uh, would get the other two on the night to get the win for them. Uh, McKinnon would also have the empty net goal to make it four on the night. Avalanche win this one, six to four. Quickly, some other final scores. Penguin he beats hit the King. five points and nine yeah. shots. Yeah, he was, he was disgusting. Uh, quickly, some other final scores. Penguins beat the Canes 2-1. to one. Cavs beat the Blue Jackets in overtime. Ovi snaps his goal drought. Got a little rough at the end. Yeah, Merzlikens and Tom Wilson. Yeah, and then just bet him some blockers. I don't know if you saw the picture of the whole Capitals team yelling at Merzlikens as he I went did. off the yeah. ice, yeah. but that's a bad look for the Jackets, Tendy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bolts beat the Knights 5-4, Blues beat the Panthers 4-1, and the Yotes beat the Sharks 5-2. You know, that reminded me of the Merzlikens thing? What? When David Riddick threw his stick against the Oilers. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And then just subsequently just tanked his career. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was kind of it after that, hey? Poor Dave. No. Yeah. I mean, he's still playing. I guess. Got to win the other day, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, tonight's slate, four games in total. Flyers and Red Wings at 5. Oilers and Rangers at 5.30 on Sportsnet West. Bruins and Jets at 6. And Canadians and Blackhawks at 6.30. And why is it Boxing Day? What, I don't even know what it is. Well, well Ross, it's the, the monarchy and... I don't know. Uh, Thursday night it was a big one for the Saints and the Rams last night. Uh, that, that was essentially my reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ross had, had a tough time with that one. Uh, listen... Both teams coming down the stretch uh, in the playoff hunt at 7-7. Seven and seven. I got to say, this guy's driving me nuts because uh, I refuse to pick him up in, on my fantasy team. But uh, Puka Nakua, he got the Rams on the board right here at the end of the first. Stafford has it. Sets the laces. Drills one. End zone. Caught. Puka Nakua. Touchdown LA. 95 yards to Paydirt to grab the first quarter lead. Yeah, Rams added a field goal. They held a 10-point lead almost up until the two-minute warning. Uh, when this guy, he's got the coolest name, one of the coolest names in sports. Uh, he gets the Saints going. Need for speed, Rashid Shahid with a 45-yarder. Uh, that one gets the Saints on the board. Two-minute drill for the Rams here at the end of the first half. Uh, the plan seemed to be get the ball to Demarcus Robinson. That seemed to be the whole uh, strategy there. Big 32-yard catch gets them in field goal position, but they got the ball to the four-yard line with 25 seconds left in the half. Stafford has a snap, sets the laces, progresses back of the end zone, leaping catch, caught, touchdown, Demarcus Robinson for the fourth game in a row. Yeah, four touchdowns in the last four games for Robinson. Uh, Matt, you got anything what you saw in the first half? Ran, uh, Saints turning the ball over on downs, like going for it on fourth and five. I get it. 
trying to put up some points, but yeah. I just I just thought the Saints offensively play calling was inferior compared to what the Rams were doing. Also, yeah. this three-headed monster is legit with that Rams offense. And oh, yeah. Kyron Williams coming back has been great for them as well. He was much more featured in the second half when they were trying to eat clock as best they could. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, they're impressive, man. New Orleans' defense is supposed to be like their bread and butter, and the Rams kind of got anything they wanted, uh, especially in that first half. They were able to move the ball really, really well against the Saints' defense that it's pretty difficult to do that again. Short fields every time, though. Yeah, and that's that, true. That yep. goes back to the offensive play calling, turnover on downs, interceptions, fumble, you name it. Saints had a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah, great start to the second half uh, for the Rams. A couple field goals and a Kyron Williams touchdown guy you just mentioned. Uh, puts them up 30-7. to seven. You know what that means. It is time for the king of garbage time, Derek Carr. Uh, yep. Saints go marching down the field a couple times. Juwan Johnson gets a four-yard score with six minutes to play. And then just two minutes later, A.T. Perry gets a 35-yard touchdown. Uh, makes it somewhat interesting, but the Rams would go on. Uh, they'd hold it. Uh, 30-22, sneak into a wild-card spot in the NFC, pushing the Saints out, who fall behind the Vikings and the Seahawks for the last wild-card spot. Uh, one of those teams I want to see in the playoffs, one of them has no business being anywhere close to yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I hope the Saints aren't on my television again this season. Go Bucks for the <laughs> division title. <laughs> Go Bucks. Uh, we're Let them bake! <laughs> We're talking hoops here because, Maddie, we are the home of what? Uh, we're the home for the NBA at Sportsnet. Uh, Raptors play Wait, tonight. You have, to, you have to play the sounder yeah, after. You can make my eyes. Thank you. There you uh, Raptors play tonight against Joel Embiid, who dropped 51 against the best defensive team in the league last game. Mm. Uh, another revenge game for Nick Nurse as well. Mm. I was actually at game three of the Raptors and Sixers series a couple years ago. Wow. Where Embiid hit the game winner with uh, less than a second left. So I will not be watching the game tonight, huh. but you can. Uh, it That's is a on fun Sports tidbit that nobody cared about. Yep, no one cares. Uh, the most relevant team in the NBA, uh, they played last night. In there. Yeah, uh, Detroit Pistons hosted the Utah Jazz uh, because Utah is dealing with so many injuries. The Pistons were favorites. This is not a drill. Oh, my God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the What's procedure, everyone? Calm? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody yeah. calm down. Okay. Uh, yeah, they lost. Uh, 119, yes. 111. That's 25 losses in a row. Somebody please save Cade Cunningham. GVP, your thoughts? Uh, I've been dialed in on this story. <laughs> I, I like the misery of the Detroit Pistons. That's what's going on with them. 25 in a row, as Shan has mentioned. They started the year 2-1, and one, and they've rattled off 25 in a row. They're going for history. Make it 26. Tie the record. Beat the record. I, I want to see this get done. One of the American sports books had a uh, bet you could place for the Pistons to not win another game for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh my God! Plus ten thousand. I was like, That's I don't know. Value play. I was like, I don't. I, I kind of, shouldn't we get more value there? Yeah. Should it be like seventy nine in a row? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Once a proud franchise, Bad Boys Pistons, all that, Chauncey Phillips bringing them a title in the early 2000s. Just, uh, they, they've fallen right off. They need to stop playing. I am yeah. still so terrified of that game December 30th against the Raptors because that would break the record for the, uh, the, the all-time longest losing streak yeah. in the NBA. Or the Raptors would break their losing streak, and I would be heartbroken. <laughs> it's a lose-lose at that point. Yes. Yeah, I'm very concerned about this game. Uh, let's go to the diamond here. The rich get richer. The Los Angeles Dodgers sign another Japanese superstar. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Uh, Yashinobu Yamamoto signs a 12-year, $325 million deal. It's the biggest free agent pitching signing in MLB history, beating Garrett Cole's contract with the Yanks by a million bucks. 
Some background on Yamamoto. He's a two-time Pacific League MVP and a three-time winner of the MPB's version of the Cy Young. I didn't include the name there just because it's kind of too hard to pronounce. Mm. But uh, at 25 years old, he's one of the best pitchers to make the jump from Japan and will be one of the best pitchers one of the best pitchers in the bigs over the coming years. Last season, he was disgusting, posting a 1.16 ERA over 171 innings, racking up 176 Ks and just walking 28 batters. And, uh, oh, yeah, he only gave up two homers. I don't know why the disrespect for the A.G. Sawamura Award. I, I just didn't <laughs> I don't know why we're... it, man. I didn't even want to take a risk at doing it. I was going to absolutely butcher it. I don't know why we're hating on the I'm Japanese Cy Young here. I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying that's hey. what he won. I couldn't pronounce it. I'm not hating. <laughs> mm. Also, uh, MLB insider Jeff Pats, uh, Jeff Passon spoke on the signing as well. What the Dodgers have gotten, quite simply, is probably one of the 10 best pitchers in the world. And it cost them $325 million to do it. But that is $325 in an offseason where they've already spent $700 million on Shohei Otani and another $136 million on Tyler Glasnow. This is the Dodgers assembling the Avengers and putting together the super team they hope to end all super teams in Los Angeles. Hmm. Hmm. The Avengers, hey? Do, do we like that the Dodgers have been able to do this? No. No. Like, I, I know that they're not bending the rules, and any team technically could have done this, but it just feels icky to me. I don't right? know. If you have a billion dollars to spend on pitching, spend it on pitching. Like, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I understand all the, like, you know, it's tough for the Brewers to compete with a team that can spend a billion dollars on two players, but that's the sport, right? Like, yeah. that's that's what you're getting into. Uh, quickly to wrap. I just thought baseball did a lot of good things this past year as far as getting people back invested. And now mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, hmm. Also, they're probably a little bit more like the seven than the Avengers, if we're being honest. A little bit of a boys reference for there you. There you go. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. 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 Um, New season coming out soon. I, I really feel like. Can't wait to get disturbed. We should have just let the Dodgers win the World Series this year so that they didn't go just full like, screw it. All of it. I saw a tweet today that said every batter should pimp a home run like this. And it was the video of Jose Bautista flipping his bat (laughs) when they're playing the Dodgers. Yeah. Like if you hit anything against them, just let them know. But alas, I guess. At least he's not a Yankee. Good for the gay. Yeah. I guess the the Yankees kind of got got the same way the Jays did. So there's that. And in the end, the Dodgers just get more players. Sweet. Uh, At least they play in the NL. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Got mm. some local, uh, got some local notes for you, okay. and I got some local nuts Wait. notes for you as okay. well. You got some local what? Some local notes. Okay. Mm. Yeah, Calgary Wranglers. <laughs> uh, they kick off a back-to-back against the Colorado Eagles tonight before they get a five-day break. Uh, Wranglers on a four-game skid at the moment. Dustin Wolf making his second start since being sent down to the AHL. Uh, coming up in July 2024, we got golf. Calgary's mm-hmm. hosting the CPKC Women's Open, and they've got 921 volunteers signed up right now. Uh, but they're aiming for around 1,400 this year. So go ahead, visit CPKC Women's Open, and click on the Volunteer tab and get yourself signed up. And that is your morning report. And oh. good night, and good luck to you, sir. I also just wanted to mention this came down just a couple of minutes ago. Samuel Honzik is going to be part of the leadership group. Group for Team Slovakia at the World hey, Juniors. Yes. Hey. He's going to be wearing an A, so uh, sounds like he's made the team. That'd be quite the swerve, hey? <laughs> going to be part of the leadership group. Pack your bags. Yeah. 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 Leading, yeah. leading, yes, out the door. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. 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 Right there you go. Don't let it hit you on the way out, bud. <laughs> no. 
No, uh, good for him. I'm yeah. excited to watch Hansi get the World Juniors. Um, they're going to be very early. Canada's first game is against Finland. They actually play Switzerland coming up in a couple of hours in pre-tournament game here. So I don't know if you can watch it. I don't know if you can find it. But enjoy it, I guess, if you want. Um, Morning Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match them, beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue and on 3rd Street Southeast. Uh, totally forgot to do it in the first segment. So uh, here it is for the second segment. Uh, your first set of bloopers for the day. Oh, from uh, the week of July 7th. Mm. Julie, Julie McKenzie was a guest. Okay. Uh, I should, Yeah, this was poorly done by me. What week is it, and what what was kind of the, the, the flavor of the week? This was during Stampede. Our buddy Julian McKenzie was guest hosting while uh, you were in Italy. Mm. It was a lot of fun tidbits Okay, there. let's have some fun. Like me with my, like, C average could have gone into ASU. Ooh. Julian, their mascot's a broken condom. She should be pounding the bottom is of it. Is this thing on? Like this thing is, she be looking around. Is this thing working? Not, not, I mean, when you say big ass, it's, you gotta say it's big. Yeah, you just gotta, you gotta suck that thing. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> suck that thing down. Uh, yeah, I know what you have to do with. Never lose eye contact. Never. Never. Thin skin George. That's me. <laughs> Did you give him the wet salmon? What is that? Uh, Julian McKenzie from The Athletic in All Week. All week. You we just call him Denny Gilbert. Denny Gilbert. Like, Abel, go Denny Gilbert. In the afterglow of him going to throw down, like, cram, like, 70-plus hot dogs down his skull cave. I like your musk. Uh, no. I think his size matters. It can't be perfect. That's what makes it so good. No. 6.75 inches long. Which is above average. It's the OG Glizzy Gopher, man. I mean, it is pretty meaty. I'm going to be I. I'd be the Winkler Wonder, perhaps. Ooh, <laughs> oh, see? That's good. Yeah. Brent, Winkler Wonder. Yeah. My friends, and you hurt my pride. Little Rick Derringer for you. Let me tell you oh, something. you like that, brother? Suck on <laughs> that, Madame Khan. Who's, li- who's winning at life now? <laughs> right? Is Madame Khan still with us? I don't know. Jacob. See? Probably a lot of drugs in his future. Yeah. Another game for Milos. I keep... <laughs> yeah, Mike McDonald. Okay. Like, and like, Joey like just think about that. Beat. Yes. Yeah, think about that. Denmark, Denmark, Denmark. Denmark, 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 Denmark. Hey, guys, I'm doing a radio show. Hey, uh, sorry if you're, we let you hang for three hours. Here's a voucher for a free chur. Excision sounds like robots having rough sex. Why does that have to be rough? Why can't it be romantic? Jeez. Back-to-back text, but George, your hot takes give me joy. George is dumb as hell. Yeah, again. <laughs> yeah. The duality of George. Yeah.